The Waddle and Sylvie podcast is brought to you by DraftKings Sportsbook. Sign up using promo code WMVP at sportsbook.draftkings.com. Live from State Street in the heart of Chicago, you are listening to the new home of the Chicago Bears. Chicago Bears. ESPN Chicago. And this is Carmen and Yurko. Live from the old National Bank Studio. WMVP WSHE HD2 Chicago. A good Karma Brands radio station. All right, thanks for listening, calling, and participating in the show. We're back tomorrow. Jesse Rogers will join us. Cubs start a series in Atlanta tonight. That's the best thing to have it all weekend, Carm. The Cubs swept swept the Rockies. There you go, guys. For the Cubs fans, thanks to Black and Abdallah. They're on tonight after Waddle and Meller. They will be on from 6 until 8. And Meller's sitting in for Sylvie today. 13 hours of post-mortem, is that what we're doing? I mean, yeah, that's basically it. It's nothing but bad, you guys. I mean, it's uh, there's not there's not one good thing no. you can find. There's Car- not one positive you can find with this organization right now. I heard right the post post game show, and they were lively yesterday. Yeah, it's not nice good. job. I was driving home, boys. When you Carm, were the uh, you, I, I, I think you saw exactly the definition of okay. how far away this oh. team is from being. They stink. Good. Like I get it. That's the defending Super Bowl champs. Yeah. But we, our team is so far so away far, from being okay. competitive with, like, the upper there, echelon teams. There was no resistance, no, though. Uh, like, no, the, none. Like, the Chiefs haven't been humming for the first no, couple well, of this weeks. This was a get-right game for them. Sure, but, yes. but, but the reality is the Bears didn't put any no. uh, any resistance no, up. None. So, I mean, like, you just saw on display the definition between now, you know, you're good and and bad. And what we were, I don't think anyone thought this was a, a contending team this year, oh, but what boy. you were expecting was significant improvement. Yeah, and they've regressed. They've regressed in pretty much every area. They're, they're terrible. They're the worst team in the league, statistically, I test. <laughs> yes. They're the worst team in football, uh, which is sad to say. It took me three games to just get so disheartened and befuddled. Uh, it was a disgrace on display. Well, you could you could have predicted this game, maybe not. It got out of control but the way I, it did. Right. But you, I didn't you, expect them to win, but... Right. Miller said that the, the, the first two wins, the, the like first two losses to me sting more than this the one. The lack of resistance is what's yeah. so... And I, I don't know, maybe it's not shocking because I still had questions about this defense going into the year, but... There's not a difference maker no, on that no. defense. The, not one. Seven, at, no. at, at, at any level, you guys. And, like, and I was asking the question, Carm, I mean, like, okay, Waddle, Yerk, the resources that they've put in to drafting the pieces in the secondary, signing Edmonds and Edwards. I get it. You liked what they brought to the table. But those should be the finishing pieces. It should always be, at least if you're addressing your defense, about creating a pass rush. Well, think about this. We talked about this, Johnny. Before you do anything else. Johnny, we talked about this, that both Edmonds and Edwards were coming from environments where they weren't having defensive linemen pushed into their laps. So life is better in Buffalo and Philadelphia. Here was going to be an adjustment for them because they weren't going to have the same level of performance from the guys in front of them. They're earning their money now. They're earning their money. And, boy, I bet you they wish they could go back to their former. I'll take less and be at my former situation. Same with the secondary. Like, look, I'm not giving them a pass, but... Is a secondary. If your front four isn't providing any pressure at all, you can't you can't cover no. for no for five Forever. seconds. Especially that when you're going up against elite level quarterback play like Patrick Mahomes, you have no freaking chance. No.
No. And that was the uh, only, pretty evident yesterday. And the only p- impact pay, play Yannick Ngakwe came, uh, play made when he was on the ground and Patrick Mahomes almost fell into yes. him and banged up his, his or ankle. his ankle yeah. initially. Yeah. What was it like in the stadium when you saw that? I have to, I'm curious. Uh, everybody held their breath for a minute. But at the same time, he stayed in. It's not yeah. like he went to the sideline. You know, I, I think, sure, everybody took notice. Yeah. And then they showed the replay and you could, it got real quiet so for a second. Tweaked. But yeah. as he sort of shook it off and then stayed in the game, everybody's like, all right, he's yeah. fine. He's Appropriate. fine. Yeah. How, shake how it was, off. If he would have gone to the blue tent, I guarantee you. <laughs> yeah, shake it off. That's funny. Yeah. How was, uh, how did it look from inside the Bad. stadium? And it looked worse on film. And, and were you, like, were they, were there fans basically no. patting oh, yeah. you yes. on the head 100%. and saying, I'm so sorry, so sorry? Not one nasty thing was yeah. said. Not one. Because it would not, be like it would be like pushing grandma down the steps. Not one yeah. nasty thing was said. Yeah. At least not to our group, not by where we were. Not one. It's it was sad. mostly like, yeah, he sucks for you guys. So it's a good time to be a Chiefs. I, fan. I didn't know three weeks. Yeah, yeah, you think? I'd be slapped in the face so hard that it would wake it wake me up from the, the dream scenario. Well, I think, I, this team still doesn't win games. I d I don't know. It just I hate the way I feel right now. Johnny, I don't know if you if you, if you were ever in a locker room where there wasn't that that source of like strength or a beacon or whatever in a dark time, it feels like to me from the outside looking in, mm-hmm. there's nobody in there, player or coach, no. that you can look to in the darkest of moments to provide any type of like, I wouldn't say security, but guidance and leadership, or at least a comforting hug from somebody. You know what I'm saying? Well, there's got to be the guy that stands and says, this is it. We can't take this, this anymore. We're here now. This is it. Let's get in line. Let's go. From this point, we're moving forward. We can't continue to give ground. We can't continue to look as bad as we do. That's well, why I said after got to turn it now. It's got to be now. After their loss to Green Bay, considering the opponent and all that was at stake, that's why... That's why I th- I thought it would have been the right thing to do if I'm the coach based on the the, the performance and the effort we watched that film as a team. I wonder if they, they, did they do that? Do I'm know? sure they didn't. It doesn't seem like anything I, well, kind of resonated with them. I, they weren't informed. I that did. I did. Alan I, Williams resigned as a right. team, so they probably not watching film as a team. It's just it's there's Everybody's nothing. Everybody's got to guess what's going on. Well, we're, we're learning, we're we're don't learning a little bit more. Well, I, I don't think there's anything hey, good. Well, here's the problem. Like at we're three weeks in, and I think we're all asking the question, or at least I was asking the question last night. I don't know what Matt Eberflus can do at this point. It's going to take a Herculean coaching effort yeah. to fight his way out of this and be retained next year. Oh, like, uh, like, yeah. Clock's I, ticking, yeah. No, uh, that, it's yeah. a problem. We're three oh, weeks yeah. in, yeah. and we all kind of overlooked it last year because we knew what was going on. But now... Everybody gave Ryan Poles the pass because we all knew it was about demolition last year. Yes. Now you need to start building a foundation. There's but not the same level of patience in any way, shape, or form. We're three weeks into the season, and he reminds me of the, the John Travolta uh, gift from Pulp Fiction where he's looking around, mm, yeah. not yeah, knowing right. kind of like what's going on here. I like the one all of the dog, the dog the sitting in the kitchen and the house is on fire and Pick saying your, everything's fine. Pick your favorite meat. Like, like, I know that it's a meatball thought, but I just... I want someone to be angry and, and like, as angry as, as like, we are. And yeah. they're just... Is George pissed off? Remember, wasn't he pissed off uh, after that was a, a Packers loss? A Packer loss, so he doesn't get pissed that, off over Chiefs loss? That was the 50-burger I just find it odd Bay. that the head coach basically is just trying to... I, and I know, you know, it's he, he understands that things aren't good, but... He's still trying to sell you that that Ugh. we're all pulling on the same end of the rope and we, we just need to be better in execution ways, like... 
I'm, and like I don't want to hear about about a garbage time touchdown you yeah. scored against the Chiefs or garbage time I, interceptions yes. off a backup quarterback. Yeah. They they were losing thirty four to nothing at halftime. Yeah. It should have been thirty eight if Jawan Taylor could line yeah. up on side. Yeah. You think a guy yeah. who gets eighty million dollars would be able to line up they where he's supposed him. to? Second I know half. for they, the second week, week in a row, yeah. two weeks in a row they've took. But him, I digress. You trailed thirty four to nothing at halftime, and your starting quarterback finished with ninety nine yards passing for the fifth time in his I career. Heard you say that. I mean, he doesn't have a 300-yard passing game, you guys. Zach Wilson's got two hey, of them. how about a 100-yard passing game when you're trailing by 41 most of the game? Like, like that's where you rack up the, the nothing yards. They can't even do that. They can't and, even and do it, that. 99 and, yards passing. Greg Olson's asking questions. that ha- Like, if they're trailing 31 to nothing, and he's like, they had a delay of game penalty in the, in the second quarter. And Greg well, Olson. They had a they, delay they, of game penalty uh, coming out, out of the, the series. Half. What, the it, start of series? Yeah. And Greg Olson is asking the question... You know, the Bears should consider running the ball here because you don't want to go into halftime trailing 38 to nothing. I, I don't, like, should they just run the ball? Shouldn't you be shortening the game and well, trying to find a new... that's what you did last year. Your way of combating things, yes. the way you played last well, year, was let's run the ball, let's try to control the clock, let's limit the amount of, of possessions the other team can have, let's try to keep this thing close, and then maybe we do something. See, this is the conversation that, like, that was I've last had. Year's right, right. This I've is had this with, year, though. I've had with people, and there was consternation last week. And I wasn't here Thursday and Friday, but like, well, they need to do more to tailor the offense to the quarterback. Okay, I'm I'm with you on that for the following reason. I think he has he's high frustration level and no confidence. So what you need to do is is try to inject some confidence. How do you do that? Maybe we'll have some design quarterback runs. We'll cut the field in half. We're rolling to the edge. Mm-hmm. That's a sugar high. That doesn't last. You cannot yeah. cut the field in half and threaten better teams with that over the course of a season. What it does is it props up your quarterback's confidence, and then hopefully several weeks later you go back and install the broader portion of your of your, your playbook. You can't sustain any level of success in this league when you have to modify your offense in that manner. And by the way, like, look, it's not all his fault. I'm not blaming him. But this concept of we want to go back to what we did last year and running and playing more freely. People forget you won three games last year. You were by far the worst passing attack in in the NFL by a large margin doing this. It was cool. There were some some highlights. It was fantastic. You didn't score more than 20 offensive points after week 11. So you don't want to go back to last year. What you want to do is try to combine some of the elements of last year with improving your passing game. That was the biggest issue that they needed to address coming into this season was to be a better passing team. You can't do that by strictly cutting the field in half and waggling your quarterback. You can't. That, listen, Amen. that explanation makes all the sense in the world for why they entered the season the way they did and why Luke Getzey has put these game plans out these first three weeks. But now moving forward, after you've seen what you've seen, you've also heard vocally from your quarterback criticize the way you've put this coaching plan together. And again, that happened on Wednesday. So whatever was said on Wednesday, was go- it was going to be hard for that to-, to impact the game plan for this particular week because it's already installed. Now, though... Going forward, are they change. like after you saw what you saw? What's the path forward for uh, the remainder of the season here? Are you going to continue to try and establish Justin Fields as a passer, or are you going to go back to what you had last year, or are you considering hitting the button that we all know is going to the calls that are going to come? Yeah, we're already the hitting them. I mean, do you really think that? that I don't no. know. 
How long? How long till we get there? You, you I heard can't your, hit that button. I heard you, you, your, you, I heard no, your you reflect on it last yeah. night. Peggy asked yeah. him initially, and I, his, his, his I reflected. I said fourteen. You got to find your answer. That was he last night. On fourteen. You that was said last night. seventeen games. By, la- we got fourteen last night. The fourteen more games that we've already played. Yes, three. yes. That was by last this night. This morning, I had already started singing a different tune. But I and, and I get it because at what point I can't keep watching it over and over. It, like and you need to see if your other players are developing on the offense because what they're continuing to do with Justin Fields right now it's, it's is not it's, telling you anything about your football team and nothing. and Chris Canty said it this morning yeah um but like nobody, he's playing for his job as a, as a starting quarterback in this league nobody is confusing Luke Getze with Shanahan nobody oh, or nobody McDaniel, is. nobody is or, or nobody Andy. is no but at it some point, the same. no, and, no, and, and what, what I would say is, is yes, let's do stuff that gives our young our quarterback some some confidence. But at some point, once he gets that confidence, you've got to go back and reinstall a yeah. larger portion of your playbook. You just because, as you saw last year, you're not going to win a ton of games by running this modified offense. And by the way, teams have. Teams have scouted well, and yes. they've adjusted to what the Bears do do well. Yeah, and it's just a little bit rougher road than I, the offensive line's not very good. You've got like Carm. You, I heard you talking about it earlier. You know what, guys? Make a play for your quarterback. Chase, Chase Claypool's six Jeez. four and two twenty, and yeah. runs a four four forty. Go up, plant your foot in the ground, go up with your yeah. long reach, and snatch the ball out of the air and make a play for your quarterback. Absolutely, it's hard. Make it's a play sad. for yourself. It's your contract year. It's and 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 it's it's, sad, it's two it's DJ sad. when he had the opportunity. Justin he actually puts the ball two. right in his yeah. right there for him. Perfectly next, placed ball. Next play turnover. But that's yeah. what I'm saying. Next play. It's yeah. it's everybody's that broken. Four, that was a thirty yard gain. I know. Next play turnover. It's it's terrible. Like everybody right now, nobody is playing good football. There's not you can't point right, to and one and, 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 and one and, positive. And I fell for the Claypool thing because I remember that rookie year. I, I did thought, initially I, too. I, I thought the idea was right because they they didn't have a free agent option. Yeah, you know at receiver, but boy, it sometimes a, we should know. And, and and people would say it, and we always thought about it a little. We did bring it up from time to time, like eh, Tomlin getting rid of a guy. What does that tell you? You know. You know, so maybe we should have You're, seen this. There was part of it where it made sense to me because, like you said, the free agent that were available as wide receivers weren't very appealing. So that Not made sense. Yeah. However, I will say the pro- where the process was truly flawed was in the same season that you're you're jettisoning every defensive asset you have in Roquan Smith and Robert Quinn, knowingly going to make your team worse. That then you give up your Your second round pick. That's where you should stand firm and say, we've got this Ravens pick. You can have that. And if you don't want it, he's not good enough for us to risk this asset where we know we are like they're not. They never said tanking, but their actions showed you that they really weren't worried about wins last year. And so that's where the process was flawed. You're giving up a second pick where you don't know what it could be. That's true. You know, that's That's where where it broke down. That's where Ryan Pulse, I think, showed some inexperience. Chase Claypool did not show you enough that you should invest what could have potentially been a very high second round pick in him. Yeah. On another note, That's how is true. Kansas City? It's a fun little town. Yeah. I mean, it really is. We have we had a good time. We had a good time. Uh, we. I mean, I. Yeah. There, there are tons of Bears fans. Yeah. Tons. We. Oh, this team travels despite and, and the fact suck. that the team isn't good. They travel. Well, the tailgate was spectacular. Yeah. I've heard I mean, best, just, best place to tailgate in, in the league, and that's even with Lambeau. I mean, it's just in Buffalo. 
mm-hmm. endless parking lot yeah. space and, and action. Loud Keep, stadium, too, isn't it? Extremely. Yeah. And the For guys yesterday were like, yeah, this is really nothing because this game stinks. <laughs> yeah. For an outdoor venue, oh, it's my ridiculous. God. The beginning of the game, I was yeah. like, whoa. I mean, it is loud yeah. in there. That's a, that's a 50-year-old stadium. It looks yeah. good. You get around that concourse better than you get around uh, Soldier they, Field. Are they crying for a new one over there? It's I like uh, every 25 years, the teams are crying that for a new stadium. That stadium's been there since the early 70s, yeah. I think. Right? I know, yeah, Tennessee if, approved one over there. Mm-hmm. They played in that stadium. That's, for the first that's, time. that's, that's a cool stadium. I mean, yeah. that, even though it's old, that is a really cool stadium. Look, if you the, do the, it correctly, the, the retro yeah. look is better than the that. The Georgia Dome was 25 years old, I think, when they knocked it down, yeah. or 20 years yes. old. Uh, well, how about, uh, I mean, it's not football, but baseball, Texas, the Rangers, no, the, same thing. Same thing. You, 20 years, and they're no, like, new stadium across the street. Yeah. The citizens don't say, hey, I got a problem here. I think the game day experience lived up to the hype for sure. Watching Mahomes live was, you no, it's something you can check off uh, the list too. Check check a box with that. Did you get a, uh, a up close and personal look at uh, Taylor Swift? We did not. We were wondering where, like, in which, which box, box maybe she to... was in. But who knows? Yeah, we were in the back of the end zone, so it's not like we were by. Should have just once looked... you knew that yeah. she, that she was there, like the J- Jason or the uh, Kelsey Travis Kelsey to score a touchdown. Yeah, that had easy. to be a prop that you, you wanted to bet play. in Missouri. You have to go to the Kansas side. Okay. So cannabis is legal in Missouri, but gambling, gambling isn't. isn't. Cannabis is illegal, I think, in Kansas, but gambling is legal. <laughs> so if you live in Kansas City, it's a weird thing. So the guys we were, some of the guys, the locals that we were at the bar with after the show on Friday, because it came up and they said, just drive to Kansas. It's You get there in 10 minutes. You've got to drive <laughs> to that side. And sit in that's a parking lot guys. and make a wager <laughs> on your phone. That's what they do. Yes. And then you go back and yeah. they're like, oh, my God. That's so, hilarious. Yeah, but I did think that. And I was telling some other people, I was like, if you got access to it, bet the Kelsey yeah. props now. I, co- they're going to do everything they can to make sure he gets oh, no it. Co- coincidental or not, did you see... Travis Kelsey, how many yards he, he ended 69. up with? 69. I saw these guys goofy. You know, meathead uh, tight ends like 69. Well, we all like 69. Listen, if you've got Taylor Swift in the house, I Come think on. it's perfectly appropriate to end up with 69 yards. What was he wearing afterwards? What Jammies. Was what was that? Oh, he was going right to bed. He got dressed a, in the dark. What was that? It's get a up. Taylor Swift, like 1989 oh, wow. sort of uh, fit. Yeah. Yeah. He's all in, huh? I yeah. thought it was presumptuous, wow. like he was going straight to bed. I don't know. I thought that was from <laughs> <a good point. laughs> he looks like pajamas. Are Taylor Thanks. and uh, Mrs. Uh, Kelsey already that tight? I mean, I don't no, know. how I, long I, is I, this? I think that was the first time they've ever met. Maybe the first time they met? All right. It's called the 1989 Bedroom Painting. Wow. That's what he was wearing. That's what he was wearing. It was, but, yeah. Listen, all that all that shows you is Travis Kelsey was absolutely more worried about the post game of everything that went on last night than anything that was well, happening on the he field. He was a walk in the park from 325 I till 7. absolutely know. Isn't that terrible? I, I didn't you, all knew. Didn't you? Like, you could have you never seen like, this Bears know. team in the points. This was a get-right game for the Kansas City offense. Yeah. Was, yeah, I, I had a feeling it was going to be ugly. I think yeah. most of us did. We, well, kept, okay. we kept saying that. Like, Bears fans all weekend, every time we'd Here. see each other, we're like, hey, you know, everybody have fun. We're like, let's hope it's not so bad. I mean, everybody said the exact same thing to one another. I hope it's not so bad. Uh, we were basically, basically like, oh, maybe it won't yeah. be so bad. We'll see. Enjoy People the game. thought, what, that the chaos up at Hallis Hall all week wasn't going to manifest like, itself? Would, and... They would circle the wagon somehow, but nobody was <laughs> oh, even yeah, really this, buying this, into that. No. This professional coaching staff will use this as a rallying cry to figure out how to keep this game close. Sad, you guys. Here, here's sad. my question to you, which I want to ask Waddle in greater detail later on, Carm York. How long... Does Travis Kelsey need to see or or date Taylor Swift before he becomes a bigger star than Patrick Mahomes? 
I don't think it'll happen. I don't either. I think Ma, the core. It's. I think you're cool. underestimating the, the power of Taylor Swift pop. Yes, the bump know, that he will. Man, he's the quarterback. He's, of course. Course. he's the wait a minute to be more popular. That, yeah, that's yes, what he's saying. Yes. I think I think he already uh, that, he already is. Yes, he already that, is. and yeah. I think that is because Patrick Mahomes, of course, is it's Remember undeniable. Remember those kids that were singing out of Soldier Field? They're going to know yes. Kelsey now. Yeah, they know Mahomes. Kelsey is before Mahomes. Yes, there, there is your casual yeah. non-football fan. Right. I think Yerk might be right. He's, he may have already crossed over now and become At the most point does she popular football player. Dumping on him. Oh, well, some, that's, uh, that'll happen. Yeah. Oh, that'll happen. Yeah. The, uh, the best commercial going, you might have pointed this out, is the Mahomes and Andy Reid where he's talking about the, the burger nuggies? and the fries. How about the Tell nuggies? me again with those nuggies. nuggies. Yeah. <laughs> it's the it's best. It's the best commercial going. I mean, Andy is so good. The problem is now she's an Eagles fan. Well, she was. Well, she was not anymore. No, she's an Eagles fan. You can't I turn. Know. If that's from the youth, you can't. She's using it to get to Jason. Like Is she really that much of a? <laughs> oh, you know what? Charlie. She is the ultimate. Oh, Jason's married with kids. This yeah. is interesting, though, because yeah. that would be. I didn't the, know that. That would be though the ultimate. Listen, she is all about. The publicity stunts. Yeah. Sure she is. She gets it more than anybody else. Oh, this could else. be right. one of the 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 you know modern history's greatest you know publicity things. Like whether yes. or not they ever have a love this connection. This is America's uh, Beckham and Posh. Yeah. Yes, there absolutely. And I'm here for it. I'm you know the one thing I'll say is I'm, well, I'm certainly not here for Bears football. For exactly. sake. I need every distraction I can get, and I am so happy that this it. happened with the Bears because that will forever. We will it never will, forget we'll never the Taylor forget. Swift Kansas City right. game. Never. We it will, will never forget. It was that we such were there a bad week. Yeah. And there's it culminated. A, there's a bar stool girl that came out and she released a something on Twitter. I saw she her breakdown. Yeah, we should probably. Going on we should play. I didn't get to we watch that. We should happy with well, watch it. We were in the, the stadium. I didn't you watch, watch it. it in the break. All right, and we'll, we should bleep it and play it but later she was in the show. Complimenting Travis Kelsey, uh, yes, his, his stick game. Let's call it yes. His, his, his manhood. Yes. What happened? She goes, it must be phenomenal for her to be <laughs> waylaid like that. You know. To be just suddenly smitten. She's not a Kelsey fan, and she's a huge yeah. uh, oh. Swifty, oh. and so she is very distraught. She's, she is distraught over really? Taylor yeah. being she's in the house. It it's it's funny though. It's All right, funny. I'll watch it. All right, guys. great that this is the conversation that we're having it's after. Okay, another, we'll go back to Bears. Another it's football. We'll, we'll let disaster. everybody hear from Matt Eberflus here at two thirty. It's rough, you guys. Yeah, Eberflus will speak, <laughs> provide all the answers. We'll listen live. Uh, you guys have a good day. We'll see. Everything's you fine. Every, sure. Great, great touchdown late in the fourth. Everything's good. Everything's great. Everything's grand. Everything. Hey, get some sleep, fellas. Yeah, it looks absolutely. like it was a, a very, very good wake up yeah. been back since Saturday. Well, he came back. So. A four a.m. wake up call for us. My bed at Saturday. Yeah, and Sunday. get some rest. Man. Yeah, I'm going to get some rest. We'll have two Monday night games tonight. Can't wait. He's still recovering. What's that? Is there two Monday yeah. night games? Yeah, yeah. second week in a row. Yep. Tampa, Tampa, Eagles, plays Eagles, Bucks, yeah. and then uh, Rams and uh, Bengals. Yes. Don't watch this. Don't watch Jalen Carter, guys. Yeah, don't watch Jalen Carter. Coming up next, it's Waddle and Sylvie. Meller is in for Sylvie. We'll see you tomorrow. Chicago's home for sports on Instagram at ESPN underscore Chicago. This is Waddle and Sylvie. Listen now in HD on our app and on ESPN 1000. Welcome back to GEHA Field at Arrowhead Stadium here in Kansas City. Aerial coverage provided by Crapopolis today. That just about summed up what we saw from the Bears. That's apropos. Yesterday at Arrowhead. As uh, Kevin Burkhart put it, aerial coverage provided by Crapopolis today. Yes, it was Crapopolis all over the field. <laughs> if you're a Bears fan, but uh, the Chiefs, the Chiefs were just being the Chiefs. I don't even yeah, think they had that to try was it. it that, all that, that, hard. that one was kind of easy to project. Maybe not the 
what was it, 34 nothing at the half? Yep. But you knew that the Chiefs, this was a very good opportunity for them to get right offensively. They had struggled offensively we've, the first two games. We've seen the Bears' defense. Yeah, the Bears' defense doesn't apply a lot of pressure on opposing quarterbacks. They had some injuries in their secondary. This just had all the, the, the makings of a Chiefs you know, win by a big number. Mm-hmm. But the level of dominance was still very difficult to, to digest. Yeah, I think... The hope was, and I'm Jeff Meller, in for Sylvie today, Waddle and Sylvie. We're going to bring you Matt Eberflus. He's meeting the media, or scheduled to meet the media here very shortly. The hope was is you were going to see some improvement from the offense. You knew the defense yes. had their hands full. But the hope was is that after all of that transpired last week, and I, I mean, you could speak to it better than I, because I was gone Thursday and Friday. I'm sure it continued to, you know, roll downhill. <laughs> But that there was going to be some progress on offense, and you saw virtually zero progress on offense, which to me is the most difficult part of this, because I never thought this team was a true contender for anything this year. But the words I used to describe what my expectation expectations were for this year were significant improvement. Mm-hmm. Not only have we not seen significant improvement across the board, we've seen a, a, a regression in a lot of areas. And I think the problem is, too, as inept as this offense looks and how broken it is right now, I don't know how you draw any conclusions about most of the pieces inside the offense because Justin Fields right now seems like he is a broken quarterback. He doesn't know what he's looking at. Luke Getze doesn't seem to know what plays to call for him to put him into some sort of rhythm. The run game that was so successful for them last year, the only real successful piece last season, that is not working because, as you pointed out, defenses are not going to let you beat them that way no, anymore. I, I, look, I mean, we could talk about this, and we will, ad nauseum. Um, are there any easy fixes? No. I think that the best way to describe how this gets better, and this is going to sound silly, everyone's got to do their jobs better. Yes. Okay, the offensive line, you've got to create more space in the running game. Khalil Herbert, you have to hang on to the football. Mm-hmm. Chase Claypool, you're 6'4 and 220 pounds. Go up and make a play against a smaller and, and, and lighter cornerback for your quarterback. The quarterback has to play better. The offensive coordinator, I, I, look, is he culpable? Of course he is as well. You know, you want, we wanted to see Justin run the ball more, right? I, and I'm all for the concept of... Let's do stuff that makes him more comfortable in the here and the now. Mm-hmm. You know how I feel. I don't think that you can get to the top of the mountain by doing that. Yes. I think you put an artificial ceiling on who you are. You make yourself significantly easier to game plan for. It's like I said last week. Imagine the defensive coordinator is taking a math test. And all he has to prepare for is addition and subtraction. He doesn't have to worry about multiplication and long division. Well, it makes the test preparing for the test significantly easier. So there's a limit on what you can do with that. But I think it is important to try to do some of that to get the quarterback some confidence so that some of that confidence builds. And then a few weeks down the line, you go back and you reinstall some of the other broader passing plays. When everyone is clamoring for more of what we did last year, you won three games last year and were the worst passing attack in the league by a large margin. You don't want that. What you want is, is a, you want a quarterback that has the dynamic ability to break a run and be part of the plan with running the football, but there has to be progress in the passing game. And you can't do that solely by rolling to the right or rolling to your left. You have to be able to attack a defense with a broad plan. So it's a, re- it's a conundrum. Like, is the coordinator doing enough to make the quarterback 
comfortable? Well, obviously not. Is the quarterback doing enough to make game planning for the offense difficult for an opposing defense? No. So everybody's got a hand in this. But the concept that, well, we're just going to go back to playing free like we did last year. Fellas, you won three games last year. And, and as lo- I said... And you lost your final ten games, by the way. R- right. And, 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 oh, by the way, you haven't scored more than 20 points on offense since week 11 of last year. Like, I don't want to go back to that. You want to bring some of the elements that excited everybody and put them in part of the offense. But you can't go back to running the offense exactly this year the way you did last year because you didn't have the success with it. And teams are game planning for it. Just put on the film and watch defensive ends that don't crash down on the read option. What they do is they play Justin because they look at Justin as a more dangerous threat. So you're going to put the ball in the belly of Khalil Herbert and leave it there. And it's the right read for the quarterback. Mm -hmm. You saw them run a couple of design quarterback runs. And what happens? There's a spy. Justin talked about it. There's a spy at a linebacker, a spy as a defensive back. Defenses in this league will game plan for it, at least have a plan. Can you still be somewhat successful doing it? Of course. You have to be able to threaten teams in, in multiple dimensions. You can't do it in a singular fashion, especially when your offensive line isn't very good. And they're not. They're not very good. But, like, this is – there's no easy fix here. There really isn't. And, and I was an advocate last week of doing some things more simplified. And let's – yes, let's try to – Justin had 11 carries yesterday, mm-hmm. or they were 11 carries attributed to him. There's 51 offensive plays. That's 20% of the plays he had the ball and was running. You know, so, like, there were several moments where they tried to move the pocket. They just didn't have the success that, you know, in any way, shape, or form you were looking for. Well, and, again, this is where we'll see if Matt Eberflus has any answers now that he's had an opportunity to really look over at the film. We'll see if he can provide any. We're expecting to hear from him shortly as he meets the media. We'll bring it to you as soon as he's up at the podium there at Hallis. But... I I don't know where you go from here either. Like a lot of conversation about whether or not this is rock bottom for this organization. It certainly feels like it could be. And I know the truth is too. Sometimes you don't know when if you're actually at rock bottom until you've already well moving upwards. Okay, like the Denver Broncos got beat seventy to twenty. Absolutely, they're three and a half point favorites. If the Denver Broncos come to Soldier Field on Sunday and put it on you, Jeff, I think maybe that would be rock bottom more than this. It, that's certainly a compelling argument initially. All right, so let's go over to Hallis Hall. Matt Eberflus, Bears head coach, meeting the media. Uh, this morning, again, watched it on the plane. I watched it again this morning with uh, offensive staff, defensive staff, special teams staff. Um, you know, really we're focusing on uh, just the corrections, uh, how we can get better as a unit um, offensively and defensively. Um, you know, really that I focused on our is the guys in the team meeting is really micro down to the individual. You know, how can we focus and get the details right at each uh, position? You know, and that's what execution is. And that's what executing at a high level is. And that's what the good teams do. You know, they have uh, focus every single play with, at every position, uh, doing their job with speed, okay, and being physical. And, and that's what it takes to, to win in this league uh, down in and down out. And I just uh, challenged the guys uh, this morning in the team room that every guy's got to improve on their details. And um, the coaches are going to work with those guys in terms of their fundamentals at each position, uh, get a couple of things for the run, a couple of things for the pass, a couple of things on coverage units, whatever unit you're on. And uh, we're going to uh, do our drills, our walkthroughs, 
our practices, and everything's going to be based on those things to help that particular unit, or that particular guy out uh, to improve uh, that detail. And uh, that's the plan that we have for this week. Uh, you know, we have a great opportunity ahead of us, um, you know, this week and this week alone, and our focus is, is all on Denver, and our focus is on getting, uh, getting this thing right and executing at a high pace. Um, so with that, I'll open to questions. Jermaine Edmonds left the game in the second half yesterday. you have an update on, on what his status is and what he was dealing with? Yeah, yeah, he was good. He was good to go. He actually could have came back in at the very end of the game, and I left, I left Sanborn in there. You know, he was, playing, he was playing fine at that particular game, where that moment of that game was, so uh, we, we kept him out, and uh, uh, Sanborn got some good reps. What was the order of events with Tyreek Stevenson? Where he came out, it seemed like he was getting checked for concussion, came back in, then was ruled out. What happened? Yeah, I mean, it was it was weird because they told me both things, you know, in terms of that he's in, in concussion protocol, but really just end up being a neck, you know. So he was, he never got checked for concussion protocol. It was really just his neck. So that's all it was. I mean, it was a heck of a hit on the side. I thought the penalty, you know, could go either way. I thought one foot was out, one foot was in when he did make that hit, um, and I thought it was a really good play to, to uh, deter the runner to get to the end zone. So, um, yeah, he's in a good spot. And the illness there was. Wasn't he ruled out with illness? Yeah, illness. Um, yeah, I don't remember exactly what it was. Uh, I don't remember from yesterday exactly what it was. I think it was. Was it illness? Illness questionable. Yes. Okay, illness questionable. Illness. The illness is a re- is just kind of a, a a concern or a red flag because yeah. it it did look like he was being checked for a concussion. So I was wondering if those things were connected. Yeah, it was illness. We were not tra- we're not trying to hide anything. They 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 said it was that. That's what it is. And did Justin come through okay yesterday? He obviously took that big hit late yeah. in the game as well. Yeah, he came through okay. Um, took the big hit, but uh, again, he he was just ruled fine. Nothing was nothing was uh, done there, and uh, came back in, had that nice drive at the end. I thought we operated a good two minute, you know, on the ball type of offense, and uh, and that was good by him. Can you put your finger on his struggles in the pocket, just making completions? <clears throat> you know, in that first half yesterday, there wasn't a whole lot of success when he was between the tackles. Yeah, I mean, you know, uh, you know, start off, you know, obviously he made a heck of a play to get out of that, you know, backed up situation, you know, rolled out through a nice play. I thought Clay had a nice, uh, you know, on the sideline catch uh, that was good, you know, and then, you know, we created some things there. But, uh, you know, to answer your question, you know, he's, he's just working on that. You know, no one's going to work harder than him uh, in the pocket. And again, you saw a couple of times there we had it midfield, um, and they started. They showed single high. We end up checking the play, and end up being in in quarters coverage. Doubled both of our receivers. He he stepped back there and then brought it across midfield, and uh, took off and ran there. So I think that's him being in the flow right there at that moment at that particular play. Um, you know, reading the coverages, there wasn't a lot of guys open because they had the two receivers that went up the field doubled. So I thought he did a nice job on that one. You talked yesterday about the coaching staff's job is to put the players in position to yep. succeed. How do you balance the fact that you need to be somewhat successful as a pocket passer just to run an offense in the NFL, but also putting him in a position to keep his feet moving and do some things that he might be more comfortable with? Yeah, and I think we did some of that. You know, we got him out of the pocket some yesterday. I thought we took our shots down the field. Um, I thought we had our chances to make a couple more of those. Um, you know, at the end of the day, I thought, you know, a couple of those were right on the money. And more catch up the right yeah, I, th- I thought we had an opportunity there to, for a couple of those. And uh, obviously the one at the very end on the, on the left side, offensive left side, the one I had to catch was the nice ball. Um, you know, but again, we just got to be detailed with uh, with how we're running those deep shot routes, you know, and, and you know, just a little minute details can get us uh, open and get us in space that we need to get to um, entirely as an offense. On the 50-50 ball, too, or at least that's why I perceived it, to chase Claypool. Yeah. 
down the field after reviewing it. What did you should Claypool have made that catch? I think Greg Olson said on the TV broadcast watching it that he short armed that play. Yeah, I don't see short arm. I, I see a high point the ball, you know, instead of jumping up, you know, a little early. I think uh, he would he would agree with that to go high point the ball, um, you know, catch it as highest point with you know. And when he jumps and gets it there, so I th- that's the only thing I critique I would have with that. I thought he just jumped a little bit early on it. Man, with your with your linebackers Tremaine and TJ, obviously that was a point of emphasis this offseason. What do they need to do? What does the defense need to do to get their impact plays, splash plays up? Yeah, just just keep playing the defense. Just keep playing the defense. They're right there. Um, they're right in position where they need to be. Um, and those guys have been making a lot of plays. Uh, you know, so, you know, I think it's more about the strip attempts that we have to have when we're going to tackle. Um, you know, I think we might be missing that some, so we got to do a great job with that. Uh, but they're in position to make some plays, and we're going to get them in position. Matt, when you said you went through the position groups and you highlighted focus and details, yep. why has that been lacking when that is an essential part of the hits principles and that I think would be part of described as championship habits that you've established. Yeah, that's exactly right. I mean, it's it's a part that we need to do better. You know, it's always been emphasized. We just have to keep doing it better. We just got to wire in the details and keep doing it better. And I told the guys, if you just keep doing that, good things are going to happen. You know, if we do it by you, that, you, you as a person, right? And I said, look at your uh, position group. If you guys say that, hey, we have the best game of the year at your position group this week, okay, you're going to like the outcome. And you got to micro it down like that because what that does is that that focuses on improvement, individual improvement, and then position group improvement, okay? And then that goes to unit execution, and that's what we're doing. So the guys can have specific things to focus on uh, during this time of adversity, right, because we're we're going through adversity right now. And I said, all these guys in the room are tough-minded, tough people, and that's why you're sitting in the room. And we built these relationships together during this offseason just for this. No one said it was going to be easy, right? No one said that. And this is a difficult time, right? So how do we get through that? By leaning on each other, right? And then focusing on the improvement of the individual man and the position groups. And that's how you get better execution. Why why have it been lacking, though, when that's something that's controllable? Like, talent is not necessarily controllable, but that part of it is. That's what we're doing. Why hasn't it been? Why, why, why was that something that you felt needed to be said after three years? We, we, always focus on, we always focus on detail. We always focus on that. It's just I'm just reemphasizing uh, so we get improvement. You know, you focus on things you need to get improvement on, and that's what we need to get improvement on at this time. As the, as the head coach, how do you retain their buy-in? How do you retain their attention when the successes have been so rare? Yeah, you just got to have belief. You know, you got to have belief in each other. You got to have belief in the coaches, belief in the players, belief in the man sitting next to you. And, you know, the work that we put on, you know, every single day and uh, knowing that we're going to get better and uh, knowing that, you know, history shows you that in the NFL, if you if you do that, if you're able to have the stamina to push through obstacles and push through adversity, good things are going to happen. And there's countless examples of that uh, in the history of the NFL. Um, you know, our 2018 Colts team was that way. Right. We were one in five. Right. And everybody was looking at us like, you know. Not a very good team, right? You just keep doing right over and over again, one play at a time, and then you, you run off nine nine in a row or whatever that might be. And, you know, this team is different, but, you know, we'll see where it is. But it's, it's about being a group that's determined, that's focused, right, that has the stamina to push through adversity, but you got to do it together because you got to play better complementary football together, offense, defense, kicking. and But, again, it still comes down to the individual man, 
focusing on his details at his position to making sure he's got those right, and then the position group, then the unit, then the team. When, when you micro it down, as you said, for individuals, when you see Justin Fields, what kinds of things does, does he still have to do better in, in game? Yeah, he's, he's been doing it, right? He's been doing it uh, in terms of the work, right? Now we're going to see the fruits of the labor. He's just got to keep doing the things, you know, the, the platform, uh, rhythm and timing, the things that we've been discussing. I thought we did a good job of moving him out of the pocket yesterday. Had a couple uh, quarterback design runs, a couple run pass options. Um, took those shots down the field. I thought those were really good. We got to capitalize on those. Um, so I think he did some things, okay, in Sunday's game that were that, that looked like we wanted it to look. And, and it's getting better. You feel like he's close to unlock. I do. I do. I think I think we're real close. I really do. I think I, th- I know a lot of people say we're a lot. So it's a far way away. I don't believe that. I think we're close. And, and I think that we just it's more about the details of the individual person. And if we just keep doing that right, uh, right things are going to happen. Why do, you think, why do you think you're close? What's that? Why do you think you're close? Because I know I've seen it before. I've seen it. You know, like I said, when I was at the Colts, I saw it when I was, you know, back when I was uh, the D.C. at Missouri. You know, the first few years we weren't very good and uh, that was hard. It was it was hard business. You know, we were, you know, at the Colts, we were losing the teams we probably shouldn't have lost to to begin. And same thing when I was back at Missouri, you know, and then all of a sudden, if you just keep doing right. okay, and and keep your head down and focus on uh, what matters. okay, uh, good things happen. Matt, uh, Justin, Justin talked yesterday about the Chiefs use of spy on him and then he said you know the, the week before the bucks were essentially daring him to hand it off like they were the way they were containing it i'm sure you guys knew all summer that teams were going to do things like that why hasn't the the counter to those things been as successful as, as you would uh, assume want it to be yeah i mean you know we're always looking for ways to, to free people up right the skill on our football team and we just got to do a better job of that you know i do know that running the football a conventional way also is, is going to be beneficial to opening up the other types of runs that we have. Bears head coach Matt Eberflus meeting the media. They are 0-3. They have lost by 18, 10, and 31 after yesterday's game. That's a point differential of minus 59. That is the worst in the NFL. They have a yard differential of minus 40, 472 yards. That is the worst in the NFL. But they're close. 312-332-3776. They've all, oh, they they close? They've also lost 13 in a row. They're close. Close to what? Bears fans, feel free to react with us. Waddle and Sylvie, Meller and for Sylvie. This is ESPN 1000. Follow Chicago's Home for Sports on Twitter at ESPN 1000. This is Waddle and Sylvie on Chicago's Home for Sports. ESPN Chicago. The Bears are in a bad spot right now as, as an organization, and Matt Eberflus, with each passing press conference, truly feels like he is trying to offer up answers that he does not have. Well, I don't even think he's, uh, I don't even hear answers well, other than kind of just. He doesn't know what to say. Some basic, situation. you know, word salad football talk. Chase Claypool, Jason Leisure tried to pin him down and ask him about the 50 50 ball. That I think you, as a former wide receiver, would agree was absolutely a ball like, he needs to catch. Like Leisure said, I think it was Leisure who talked about uh, about Greg Olson yes. saying he short armed it, but then the coach said, "Well, I don't know about short arm, but he needs to reach out and high point it." 
That's what we're talking about. And here's the question. When you're this bad, when you're Matt Eberflus and you're looking at your record, and unfortunately at this point, that's all you can look at. You are what your record is, right? You can't tell us about culture, especially after this past week, and try and point. He keeps saying they're close. When you're this bad, why are you coddling players? Who are you protecting at this point? Who are you trying to save, Waddle? I don't know. I have no idea why. And again, I'm not suggesting the coach needs to finger point because the coach needs to be, you know, culpable as well. But it's okay to criticize your players for not doing their jobs. Matt Bowen had a really good tweet about the Bears defense in particular. We spent a lot of time talking about the offense and for obvious reasons. But Matt's tweet was the Bears defense highest zone coverage rate in the league at 73.6%. Just one sack, nine total quarterback hits and a pressure rate of only 19.6%. You need to heat up the quarterback for this scheme to work. And it's something, it was a great tweet by Matt, who obviously knows defense exceptionally well. It's something that we've all talked about. Look, if you can't get to the quarterback with your front four in this defense, then you need to adjust and bring people after the QB. You can't let guys sit back and be comfortable. Whether it's Jordan Love, who Mm -hmm. came to town with one career start, it's Baker Mayfield, who is a, a veteran, but... You can give you him the journeyman label now. Yes, you can get him off He's of his, his fourth spot. team. The guy you faced yesterday is an anomaly when it comes to that because he can succeed under any circumstances. So I don't hold you. You know, well, I'm, not, I'm not. You know what? Yesterday would have been a good day to try stuff. Yes. Because you know you're, the likelihood of you yes. coming out on top in any way was you very can't, small. You can't just lean on your system. It works because we think it works. If you aren't having success, it's no different than, than what you're talking about on offense. The quarterback's not comfortable. Try to make some adjustments and get him comfortable. And then if you need to, you can go back and reinstall some of the other stuff. But there's a lot of talk, and I don't hear a lot of concrete answers, to be honest. His message to the team is believe. He sounds like a huckster. History shows you in the NFL that if you keep trying and you believe, you can get through the adversity. Not not in your history as a head coach, Matt Eberflus. There's nothing to show us that that's there. 312-332-3776. 312-332-3776. We will take all of your calls coming up next here on Waddle and Sylvie.